Uh, good morning. We say Kiddush in Daf Samach Aleph. We saw at the bottom of Samach Amud Bet, uh, four lines into the into the wide lines of the Mishnah. Again, I could down all week dedicate this year to the Nishmot, all those who've been killed, and to the Chatufim and the Tzuim. Okay, so the Mishnah is like, if a person makes it, that's Kiddushin. On the, on, the, on the condition that he owns a big piece of land. Okay, so a Beit Kur Afar, so a Beit Kur is, is, is an area for 30 Se'ah, of, uh, that you'll be able to grow 30 Se'ah. Right? Uh, we, we know Rashi tells us here, yeah, the Vechashim uh, from Meya al Khamishim. We know that 100 by 50 Amas, it's called the Beit Sa'atayim, that's Kechatsira Mishkan. Like the Mishkan in the desert, 100 by 50, and that's really the measure. The yard there was 50 by 50, the, 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 the Mishkan sacked in the back 50. So there was 100 Amas long, 50 Amas wide. 50, the first 50 was all yard, and the back was where all the buildings were. And the Mizbeach was obviously in that first 50. So that 50 by 50 is the Chatsira Mishkan. Beit Sa'atayim is a, is, a, is, a, is a classic measure. And that gives you enough to be able to grow 30 se'ah. So it's a chomer. We'll come to just now. Um, so 75,000 square amel. So what Rashi tells us over here is elef v'chameshmot orech al chamishim. So if you take 1,500 times 50, that gives you your 75,000 so on. That's where the number comes from. If you do the math, you'll see 1,000. 1,500 times 50 gives you your 75,000. Just tell me. That's, no, no, why? 1,500 times 50. I need a calculator. I'm not clever as you. 1,500 Amas. 1,500 Amas by, by 50 Amas will give you your, your bait kur. That's, that's the measure. That you, that's basically the size of the area is 75,000 square Amas. That's your bait kur. Rashi goes into a whole other complication over here. If you, if you, if you want to scratch it. But that, that's the basic calculation. Um, so that, if you got that, that's the area. So I suppose it's a nice size of ground, a piece of ground. So if you marry a woman, you tell her, I've got a bait kur. Right? You married to her, on the assumption of that you've got it. Right? So Amanacha Yeshlo Bait Kurba Makom Plodi. If you tell us specifically, the Mishnah said Mashkom Arat in your Bait Kurba. Amanacha Yeshli Bakom Plani in a particular place. So that Imi Yeshlo Boto Makom Im Lab and Mukashda, if you got it there, then yes, if not, not. If you come in and tell us I got a I got a Bait Kur in uh, in Gaza City, it's a little bit different to having a Bait Kur in Krash Maryal. Okay? Uh well, I saw Remax had an advert out where they were offering you very good opportunities to buy upcoming real estate uh, with Pinui Binui, and the Pinui's already started. And they had videos there of them bombing the buildings in, 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 in Gaza. I'm, I'm, I'm not, no jokes. And they were, it was like, a, so you could get in, on the, get in early, and the, and the, 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 the Pinui's already begun. Right? So then, if Amenachi actually bad Kur Makom Plani, if he actually bought a Makom, which even Amenachi Erech by Kurafar, I'll show you the bad Kurafar, somebody with all the money, Harez Mukdeshet Viren, and you're going to show it to her. Now, they may run a Bika and a Mukdeshet, but if you show it to her in some place, like in a Bika, where there's tons and tons of area of land there, like in the bad look at Rashi's over here, 
היא אומרת, הרי לך ויקר גדולה, הוא בא כמה בתי קורים, ואין אחד מהם שלא מבין עליו את יורס ומוסט נוט יורס. זה היה פוינט אבלין של אריה, אבל אקטאזנס אוף אקרס אוף לנד, שאתה יודע, גוד סמי לי, זה מיז נאטלי. היא אומרת, 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 So the Gemara carries on. V'nichu shema yeshlo. So the exact same question we're asking now, like we asked earlier when we came to the money. So maybe we're saying only if he's got it that she's married, and if he hasn't got it, she's not married. But how do we know? Maybe we should be machmir. And so maybe he has got it. Maybe he's got it, like we said with the money. Right? And therefore there should be a kiddush in the chumriya. V'ot, says the Mishnah, we've got a bright, it's not a chashir and shema, we've got a bright, it even says, we choshesh that he might have it. So the Gemara says, no kashir, not a steer. Ha'avik shevara ha'avik lesha safek. Right? So the bottom line, it looks like we saw in the similar cut and paste that we saw in the previous case of money. The Mishnah says, the Gemara says over here, one's a Kiddush in Vada, one's a Kiddush in Safek. If he hasn't got the money, we haven't seen the money. So it's a Kiddush in Safek. If he's got the money, it's a Kiddush in Vada. Because the Gemara says, Lamini lemit negabe, Arba lamini negabe zuz. Now, why do we have to do the same Mishnah, exactly the same din, with regards to money and with regards to land? The Gemara says, Chichu, we need to why. Diashvin negabe zuz, it was just only with regards to money. So what was it? We, we could have thought that when it comes to money, people hide their money. Their money is not flaunting. They aren't carrying their money around showing what they got. So there we might be, we have to be more choshesh because of the chance a guy have money, but we, you know, it's hidden away. But when, it, but when it comes to land, we might have thought, I am an idiot, I am not a complainy. Sorry, 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 I lost my place. But when it comes to land, I'm not sorry. My finger was over the line. I just went to the second line. Yeah, the, yeah, the line gets white. Right? Land. Everyone knows you've got land. You haven't got land. You can't hide land. So you might have thought there that we, you know, he, he can't hide the land. It's obvious he's got it. Or he hasn't got it. There's no suffix. There's no, it's all vada. Kamashla, no, even when it comes to land, he might not have it. He might have it, and we don't know about it, and therefore it will be placed to be Choshesh here and to have a Kiddushin Safak. All right. The next case was, I'm not sure actually with my So he said, if you've got a particular place. So when he says, Nupshita, what's the problem? Then, is it not, 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 why do we lose? Isn't it obvious? When he says, no. Mahu, what did we have thought? Amala, my nafkelach mina. Anatarachna, my tina. He, he, he said to him, what do you care where it is? Let me worry about it. I'll work it. I'll make all the efforts. Don't worry that it's far away or it's not a good area. Whatever the case so it's hard land to work. I'll, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll be okay. Kamashba, no, it doesn't work like that. If it was other where she wanted it, good. If not, not. She's not interested in any of his uh, solutions over here. Uh, next case. I'm not sure. I'll show you the land. So it says, Tanya. She wants to see his not just, um, when he said, I'll show you land. So it wasn't just, um, I'll show you land. Um, marry me and I'll show you a bed kur. Took you and showed you somebody else's bed kur. She wanted to know it's your bed kur. If it's your bed kur, she will marry you. If not, not. Then the last case learned from Mr. Was, if, if he showed her in a valley where there's all lots of fields around, it doesn't work. Is it obvious? It's not obvious. Lord Shekha, why? The nakit bedistra. What is distra? Rashi Savia Arisut. And again, he might have some sort of share in the land. Okay, so it might not be his, but he might be a sharecropper, he might have some benefits, doesn't matter. She wants to know that it's his, only his, and nothing else. Like what it says over here now, with regabe hegdish tanan, when it came, now we're going to ask a kasha, we still have a bit of a case over here with a lot of background, and we're going to ask a question with regards to getting married. So, Gemara tells like this, gabe hegdish, when it comes to hegdish, we learned, a person who is magdish, sadehu b'shat hayovel. Now just one 
two or three words, background, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but two or three words just on the idea of magdish. If a person has a field, let's say you own a farm in, uh, in I don't know, in, uh, where would you own a farm in Israel? I don't know, in the Kfar, I don't know, Maim, whatever. And you bought that farm, and now you magdish it to the Bad Amigdash. So if you want to redeem it from the Bad Amigdash, you bring an appraiser, right? The treasurer of the Bermuda will meet with you and they'll agree on an appraiser that appraise the value of the land. You'll pay them the value of the land, plus you'll add 25%, right? You add a chomesh. And the land, you can redeem your land back from it. Then why would you want to do it? I suppose people want to give a donation to Bermuda's. So in today, in place to say, 10 times higher, 20 times higher, I say, the value of my field. So you mug this the field, and, and, and then you've got to go and pay the Bermuda's for the value of that field, plus 25%. That's with regard to a regular field. But if you've got a, uh, what do we call it? Like, what's it called? A stay, uh, stay, stay, uh, 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 ancestry holding. That you inherited from Yeshua. That your family own. When it comes to that particular land, and you magdish that, there is a flat rate of, 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 of redemption. You don't need to bring, a, you need to bring an appraiser. All you've got to know is the size of the land and what it's able to produce. And then we get into this idea of a Beit Kur as well. So here, Magdish Sadehu Beshata Yovel. So Rashi says, what is it, what's it going to do with Beshata Yovel? Right? And Rashi says, yeah, Beshata Yovel, Bismansha Yovel Noheg. At the time in the East, no, uh, no, uh, Yovel. Shekol Sadeh Achuza Pedjono Shaveh Migzer HaKatuf. Because at that time then, if it's uh, uh, in, being practiced, because what's the idea of it, Beshata Yovel? At the end of the Yovel, we get our land back. Right? So if you, if you uh, sold the land to somebody, then it, and then they get it back. Except if you sold, if you gave it to the Bar Remember, if you gave your, your land to the Bar you wouldn't get it back at the Yovel. The Kohanim who worked in the Bar Amigdash, the time of Yovel, would get your land back. It would go to them, wouldn't come back to you. The way for you to get your land back is you could just redeem it whenever you want. And you, it's a flat rate. Look at Rashi. Right, it's a one straight flat rate, whether it's good or bad. When it's not Yovel, then you've got to do it according to value. Okay, look at Tosadav here very quickly. He says, Not the Yovel, the period is Yovel. Okay, that's what he says. So now, how does it work? The Mishnah tells us as follows. Chamishim shekel kesef. What is zero chomer sorim? The, the amount, the size of the land that it takes to plant a chomer of sorim. Uh, look at Rashi over here. That is a curb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a new one. There's a Rashi over here. In, in, it's actually a Rashbam. It's probably like this. There's a Rashbam in Baba Bacha. It says, Notem bezero chomer sorim. Karka harau ile zriya. Chamishim shekel kesef. Kedikti ve'im mizdea chutato yakdish ish l'ashem. Vaya erkecha lefi zaro. So we come back to a Beit Kur. So this idea of a Beit Kur, which is 30 Seya, is called Chomer Sorim. Okay, that's all the same values. So you pay 50 shekels flat for every Beit Sa'atayim base, for every uh, uh, 75,000 Amas, square Amas that you've got. Okay, everybody with me? That's how you redeem your land when it comes to things. Now the question is as follows. What happens if on that land you've got lots of big, uh, like, whole, uh, 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 
what do you call it? Chorim, no, borot. Uh, help me. I don't know, like pits. Like pits okay. and pits and stuff like that, right? In the field. Lots of them, like lots of pits that are ten fach, ten am ten fachim deep. And you've got big stones, rocks, big uh, boulders on your field as well, of ten fachim high. Or if you, whatever, either of the two. So do, are those part, when you're going to measure now, let's say that we know that 75,000 square amas is uh, enough to play it for Zerachomer Sorim, for a Beit Kur. Now, what happens if on that 75,000 amas, you've got, I don't know, 3,500 square amas are full of holes that are 10 fucking deep. So is that, do we just ignore the holes and say, well, the area is 75,000, whatever comes or not? Here the Mishnah says, or they've got big, big boulders on it. That, that's that's 75,000, that's 75,000 square amas. 10,000 square amas are full of boulders. So yeah, the Mishnah says that if they were Nekaim Amikim Asrat Fachim or Slaim or rocks, Ain Nimdadin Ima. You deduct that value, that area of the land from the field. So if it's uh, 50,000, if it's 50 shekels for that, then uh, it would be less. Right, or you'd have to, you'd, you'd, you'd basically be ignoring that area if you do the cheshbon. Pachot bikan, if they're less than 10 tvachim deep or 10 tvachim high, right, ima, uh, then you ignore them. And the Lord said, we asked a question, Babinan ba, nehid abade aralo kitshu. So we understand so the Gemara, that, that when you dedicated the land, you didn't dedicate the land, including those rocks and those pits, those holes. But maybe you dedicate them independently. Then you gave all your field to the Madame Mikdash. So maybe we should value them separately. The Fsteach is only for a Beit Kur. So that you're going to give you 50 shekels. And then the rocks, the rocky area and the, and the pity area should be maybe valued independently. So Gemara says, Bechita imakamat delohave Beit Kur so maybe you're going to tell me that that won't work. Why? Because you only have to start valuing stuff from a Beit Kurin upwards. That isn't correct. Why? Because we've only got a Brighton that says the Sadeh. When the Torah tells us Sadeh, that you've got to base, you dedicate your Sadeh and you're, to, and you're going to redeem your Sadeh. Samata Mudlomar, what's the size of a Sadeh? Maybe it's Dafka only a Beit Kur. But the Brighton carries on and says, no. What about me? Letech is half of that, half a Kur. Or what about a chatziletech or a rebekur? Or a se'ah, right? So a se'ah would be a thirtieth. Or a tarkav, or half a se'ah. Remember we learned half a se'ah. Remember we learned tarkav is tray plus kav, remember? There's three kav. There's six kav in a se'ah, remember? So we said half a kav, half a se'ah is three kav. Tarkav, tray plus kav, right? Two plus one. What about a chatzit tarkav? What about if it's only one and a half? Rafa rova or a quarter? I mean, not how still we, 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 we do this. So don't come and tell me that it can't be that those areas that are less than a bait kuru don't have to be evaluated and appraised. They do. Because you see, you can even do it on a much smaller amount. So maybe the rocks and the pits should get their own value. And Achinami, they aren't part of the 75,000 amas for the straight flat 50 shekels. Maybe they should be valued independently. So he says, no, what are we talking about? If you're talking about areas which aren't plantable, these pits in your fields are full of water. They're not pits, they're dams. And that's why, because we talk, what? Sluths. S-L-U-I-T-S. S-L-U-I-T-S. okay. Sluths. You know, okay. Okay. So, right, so he says, so maybe that... And that's why we don't have to worry. In the case of Dagnuk, if, if you look at the Mishnah carefully, you'll see 
that Tiktani Dumia Dislam, it mentioned in the same breath. The Dumia of here is not that they're similar, but in the same breath. The Mishnah told us both Borot, Nikaim Amukim, right, these deep pits, and it spoke about high stones. It's like you can't plant on stones, so too you can't plant in the pits. When can't you plant in the pits? And they're full of water. Shma Mina. So the Gemara concludes that's really the case. Talking about over here, when it comes to Hegdesh, why do we ignore the pits and why do we ignore the, 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 the rocks? Because you can't plant in them. Because the Gemara says, So therefore, even if it was less than the 10 Tvachim, it should make no difference. If you've got a little pit over there that's three Tvachim deep and full of water, you also can't plant in it. The Gemara says, No. Henu Naagni the Aramikru and Shidra the Aramikru, the rocks and the pits. Basically, Rashi says over here, uh, it says here, They call like the handles or the ears of the land. Like into the troughs. So they consider like basically extension, really. And the rocks as well, they're small rocks. They already called rocks on their own. They're basically called like the extension or the, or, or, or the balance or the thrown arounds, like the, 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 the dregs of the land. But they don't have their own identity, only their own name. And therefore, we ignore them if they are smaller than that. Okay, so the Gemara says, uh, that's nice with regards to Hegdesh. Now let's look at the same principle when it comes to Mecher, when you sell a field. Now we to I'm going to sell you a field that you can plant again at Beit Kuru, 75,000 square amas of, of nice workable land. And again, if in that 75,000 amas you happen to have a couple of these sleuths, or a couple of these uh, rocks, whatever that are ten fucking deep or ten fucking, you ignore them, and therefore he doesn't pay you for that. So if it was seventy, you have to give him more land to make up the seventy-five square amas, or he'd pay you less for the. You'd basically reduce the value by those areas. But if it was less, if the if the holes were less than ten fucking deep, or the rocks were shorter than ten fucking high, you'd ignore them. said, "What is that? Even if it's not full of water." So when it comes to Hegdesh, we said the reason why we don't have to worry about it because it's full of water. When it comes to a sale, Barukva says, even if it's not full of water, now that even if those holes are empty holes, you still don't pay for it when it comes to sales. I suppose you can imagine, a guy wants to buy a field that he can farm. And he can't farm those fields if they're full of holes in there and they've got big rocks. So what says, my timer, why? I'm going to pop it. If he's going to say, she's going to buy one field and it looks like two or three fields to him. Because if you've got pits running through it and rocks running above it, so that's not, you know, loses continuity. And I suppose you can't run his tractors through it and the animals get confused. And bottom line is it's not one big farm. He isn't too interested in it. So the question, okay, now, so that's very nice. So we've got background now. We know what the din of Hegdesh is when it's got water in it. We know what the din of Mecher is even if it hasn't got water in it. So the question is, Hacha, my, our case which we're discussing, which is Kiddushin, marrying. When the guy said, I've got a bait kur, so my lehegdesh medamin and lei, or lemechem medamin and lei. Do we do we go with the din of hegdesh that if it's got water in, we ignore that area. If it hasn't got water in, we include the area. Or do we go according to mecher? If there isn't water in it, we ignore that area. It's not a bad mecher if it shows an area full of holes. The Gemara mistar by lehegdesh medamin lei. The Amar la ana tarachne mistar med lehegdesh medamin and lei says it makes more sense if we go like hegdesh. Why? Because we saw in the Mishnah, what, did he, what was that? We already asked at the very beginning of the Sugya. We learned the Gemara. The Gemara says, what do we care if it's, got, if it's, uh, 
You put it in one place, not in one place, etc. So she said, no, Madamala, Anatarachna Vizarana Umaitina. What do you care? I'll go and do all the hard work and I'll work and I'll make sure that it happens. So that would be, right, if suppose this is over here, that uh, never had water, if it never had water, if it never had water, then then, then we'd include it in heg then 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 we'd include it, right? So we talk about a case there where there isn't water. So again, Hegdesh as well, it seems. Hegdesh only we excluded it because it never had water. Here, if, it's, if, it's, if it hasn't got water, we'll include it. Because then he'll say, what do you care? I'll be the one, I'll go work it. So I don't mind going into the ground and I don't mind working it hard on the rocks or whatever the case is. So that's why I suppose only if it had water, it would be excluded. All right. Okay, new Mishnah. We may or may, now we've seen this Gemara, we saw this in Yavamot, in the Darim actually, I think, in the Darim, not Yavamot, what did I say Yavamot? Uh, yeah, in the Darim, 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 so here the Mishnah quotes again, Rabbi Meir, Omer, call tonight, shonu ketanai b'nei gadu b'nei ruvain, and otanai. Shnei Omer, we Omer lehem, im yavru b'nei gadu b'nei ruvain. Remember the Pasuk said like this, Moshe said to them, they came to Moshe and said, we well, we got a lot of land, we got a lot of, we got a lot of flock, we need place. Here we ever, on every Yardain, God had said to that whole area, a Gilad, the Gilad's got full of pastoral land, give it to us. So Moshe said to them, no problem. He said like this, v'amu Moshe lehem, im yavru b'nei gadu b'nei ruvain itchem, Right, he spoke to Amishal and he said, if they come over with you across the border into the, into the in Kanahan and across the Yardain, then they come over and they help you settle the land, you can give them back, you can give them the land in Achuza of the, for the Achuza in the Gilad. And the Pasuk on the um, or next Amud says, if they don't come over and fight with you, then, what does it mean? Anybody know what that means? What Moshe is saying to them? They have a regular piece of land in Israel. In Kna'an. So in other words, they'll get nothing in Gilad, right? They'll only be able to then come into the... But if you think about it, and I never thought about this too much in my life before until last night. But if they don't come over with you, then they're never going to go in Canaan. So what's going to do giving them land in Canaan? If they decided to stay in the Gilad and not come over and fight with you, then what are they, what's the land in Canaan doing? They're all sitting in the Gilad. So what happens to the Gilad? Do they get the Gilad as well as Canaan? Or do they only get Canaan and what they're sitting in the Gilad? Who does the Gilad belong to? I don't know. Anyhow, we'll see. That's basically uh, something to think about when we, when we learn the sugya. So, 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 so we carry on. That's what he says. Right? So the Mishnah, Rabbi Mary says, any tonight that's not like that tonight is not a good tonight. And Rabbi Chaninus ben Gabriel says, no, that's not the reason why there's a double tonight. You got it wrong, Rabbi Mary. You don't need a double tonight. Here, there was a unique reason why there was a double tonight. He says, Rabbi Chaninus ben Gabriel says, if we never made this double tonight, yesh mashma, Rabbi Khanina said to Rabbi Meir, you got it wrong, Rabbi Meir. If they never made a if they wasn't, you don't need a double tonight. The regular tonight is good enough. Why? We're going to see in a moment, the big question is, do we say 
do we apply the concept of mitoch shehein nishma lo? The person says, if you do this, you can have something. Now, does that even mean that if you don't do it, you can't have it? Or does it not mean that? So, Mary Mary says, if a person says to you, if you do this, you can have it. If you don't do it, you can't. If he had just said to you, if you do this, you can have it, we would not necessarily have understood that if you don't do it, you can't. It's just if you do, you can. But maybe if you don't, you also can. Where Rabbi Hanina says, no, we know that if you, if you tell the guy you can do this, you're going to get it. And if you don't do it, you can't. We don't need a double value tonight. So here he says it was unique. Look at the Rashi over here. On its time, follow me in this Rashi. Rabbi Hanina Omer, it's the first wide lines of the Rashi. How are we doing time? Not bad. Rabbi Hanina Omer, well, we're not. Atnai kaful l'chudeh palik. He says the argument here is on this concept of atnai kaful. That they had over here. Lemei mardain tzarech nichfol. Normally, you don't need a double tonight. Because when a person says yes, he implies the no. If I say, if you do this, you'll get that, it's obvious that if you don't do it, you won't get it. So there's never a need for a double tonight. So how come here, Moshe Rabbeinu did make a double tonight? Teaching something else altogether. Something completely different. If he hadn't doubled it, what would we have learned from this? If you don't cross over, If you don't come over with us, then even the Gilad you're not going to get. Where you are now. Where you're in charge already, you've taken control, you've already built houses, you've built pens for your flock and for your children. Even that you're not going to get. That was what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to them. Friends, you, wanna, you want the Gilad? Come over there, it's Canaan. You don't come over to Canaan, you're not going to get the Gilad either. I don't know what he's saying. It means what, you're gone. You're not part of the Am Israel. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know. Right? This is what Im Yavru. If you come over, this is what it would mean. Then I'm going to give you Gilad if you come over. If you don't come over, you're going to get a knas, you'll be punished. That's what he says over here. That's what Rabbi Hanania ben Gamliel said to them. But nothing to do with the double tonight and the rest of Aloha. It was a warning to B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruve. Right? Lechach piresh. She'im lo yavru, lo yavsidu chelkecha b'chach. Right? If he, 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 he says here like that. He says, ha'im lo yavru, he says like this. Ha'im lo yavru, he says if he didn't have the double tonight, that's what he would have learned. If there wasn't a double tonight, he just said if you don't come over, if you come over you'll get the gilad, we understood that if you don't come over, you won't even get the Gilad. So that's why he said to them, you're not going to be wiped out from Am Yisrael. If you come over, you get the Gilad. If you don't come over, then you'll be part of the Goral. So in other words, what Shabbi Hanani ben Gamil telling us, that the reason why there was a double Klala, a double Lashon over here was to put them at rest. Listen, guys. If you want the Gilad only, then come over and fight. You can go over and get the Gilad. If you don't want to come over and fight, that's fine. 
But then you're going into a general goral, where we're now going to stick the gilad and everyar into one big pool, and then there'll be a goral. And where you get your land, you get your land. You market some there, you market some there. Ruvain market over there, Yehuda market over there, whatever. But your dedicated, if you want a dedicated land over there, to get dedicated land, come over. If you don't come over, there's no dedicated land, it goes into a big pool. That's what he seems to be saying. And that was the message to, to, to Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruvain. No, so that's what you would have thought if it wasn't a double tnai. He says, if it, why did it have to be a double tnai here? Because if you had just said, if you come over and fight with us, you'll get the gilad, then you would have thought, ah, if you don't come over and fight with us, you won't get anything. And that wasn't what Moshe was saying to them. Otherwise, they'd be lost to Am Yisrael. My question is, was it with the gilad? Has been included That's what it appears. That's what he says. Yes. That's what Rashi says. Then it was already decided by Hashem to include the Gilad in Am Yisrael. But now, B'nai Gada, B'nai Ruvain, they wouldn't be the ones getting it, Tafka. It would go into a big pool and then there'd be the Goral. The whole Goral and the whole world would have changed. All the Chalukah could have changed. That's what Rabbi Khanan ben Gabriel says. Okay, let's carry on. So he says, that's why we had to do it. If it, if it hadn't been a double-barrel throw, even they wouldn't get anything. Okay, so the Gemara says, like this is actually seems to be another good thing that Rabbi Gamliel said to Rabbi Meir. This is pretty convincing. But yet we know in the whole of Shas we say, and if it's not a Tznai, like a Tznai, B'nai, Gad, B'nai, Ruva, it's not a Tznai, which seems to mean that we didn't accept what Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Hanani ben Gamliel said. So he was Amalach Rabbi Meir. Rabbi said, "You no, no, no. Isak adatach lav letnai kafulu daata. If you think the whole reason wasn't to teach me the din of tnai kafulu, but it was there to teach me your din, that we would have thought differently. So then lichtovim lo yavru v'nechzu b'tochachem. It just should have said, if you don't pass over, v'nechzu b'tochachem. Look at Rashi. Rim lo yavru v'nechzu b'tochachem. Aval kol chachaitim mifasho shim lo yavru lo yavsilu ba'alamdeinu. If the pasuk just should have said, come over, and if you don't come over." Then you'll get where you get. So why Eretz Knaan? Why did Dafka mention Eretz Knaan Lameli? Why did the pasuk say no? Im lo yavru chalutzim itchem v'noachzu b'tochechem be'Eretz Knaan Dafka Eretz Knaan. Could have just said v'noachzu b'tochechem wherever Amishal gets it, you'll get it. Why did it say Dafka be'Eretz Knaan? Right? So he says Shema Mina letnai kafulu daata. That's why. The one mi'ut is meaning only amongst your brethren. And the next mi'ut is only in Eretz Knaan. So it seems like a double limiting factor. According to you, should have been, no, wherever Amishal get it, they would have got it either there or there. You would have got between them. Why Dafka Eretz Knaan? It implies to me, maybe that is not what it's saying. It's saying if you don't come over, you're only going to get in Eretz Knaan. Right? You're only going to get in Eretz Knaan, not anywhere else. So why, if Quint, I wouldn't have needed it. Now we'll see just now that that persuaded Rabbi Hanania ben Gamliel. We'll see just now. Okay? The Gemara says, so what would Hanania ben Gamliel say to you? He'd say, no. He would have said, no. Then you, if it hadn't mentioned the Eretz Knaan, then I would have thought, if you don't come over, you're going to have to be stuck in Eretz, in Eretz Gilad. See, he's already changed his mind about Rabbi Gamliel. Because originally he said, if it wasn't a double cloud, you wouldn't get anything. Now he's saying you would have stuck, be stuck in Eretz Gilad, not in Eretz Knaan. So Rabbi Meir says, no. It says, 
Kol hecha de itlechu mashma. Wherever Am Yisrael is. Okay, so that's, 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 it's a tiny Am Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel. So now Rabbi Chanina brings a mashal to Rabbi Meir. He says, mashal lemaha davar domeh. Okay, so Rashi says over here, this mashal is with, we're giving a mashal over here of Moshe Rabbeinu. This idea that Moshe Rabbeinu said to, said to them that they've got to come over first and fight. Uh, Rashi says, mashal de Moshe, lemaha davar domeh. What is it, what, what's it parallel to? A guy had three sons. So to the one son, to the first two sons, he says, you'll get that field, you'll get that field. To the third son, he says, my third son, he'll give 200 zoos. I don't know if he's giving, he's giving the father 200 zoos or he's giving the charity what he's doing, but he's, he's going to pay 200 zoos. And then he'll get that field. If he doesn't give the 200 zoos, then he won't have his own dedicated field, then he'll inherit his field amongst his brothers, or the rest of the fields of the rest of the family. Okay, so we can all understand what the parable over here is. The son who has to give the 200 zoos is Ruven and Bnei Ruven, right? They've got to give something to get their land. What's they got to give? They've got to come over and fight. If they get out, come over and fight, they get their own dedicated land. Where's their dedicated land? In the Gilad. If they don't fight, then they get their, then they get their rest of their, their land where? With their brothers. Where are their brothers? In Kna'an. Or maybe not in Kna'an, but in the whole big pool. So already Rabbi Rechelani Gamniel's mashal is a little bit different, if you're following what I'm saying, or if I'm able to explain it properly, is a little bit different to what he said previously. Because previously he said... That the whole idea here was that we might have thought they wouldn't get anything. And then when Rabbi, Gamli, Rabbi Meir said, no, why did it say Dafka uh, Eretz Kna'an? And then Rabbi Gamliel said, because we would have thought they only stay in the Gilad. Now Rabbi Hanami Gamliel's mashal is a little bit different. If they pay, they go to the Gilad. If they don't pay, they get with the rest of the brothers. Correct? Everybody with me? They don't not get anything. They get something. So Rabbi Hanami Gamliel already changed his version a bit. So, so, so that's, that's his mashal. That's his the I don't understand. And now this is still part of the mashal, sorry. What caused him to lirash imecha b'shanach if he didn't give the irat? The double value of the father caused him. The fact that the father said that if you give the 200 zoos, you'll get the field. If you don't give it with your brothers, it's the fact that there was a double lashon, double, double t'nai, caused him. And if he didn't give the money, he'd inherit with the balance of his father's. But the mashal is different to our Mishnah. There you said to us, Rabbi Hanani ben Gamliel, that it was implied that if he didn't do what he was going to do, he wouldn't even get, even in the Gilad. And not Kanan, he wouldn't get anyway. Therefore, the fact it was a double t'nai, Helped us get the Gilad. Who caused him to inherit with the rest of his brothers? the double tonight. So there, according to the way Rabbi Chadani explained it first, in the midst of the way you spoke about it was, the double tonight got him to help get in a bit of a stake in the rest of Israel. And here, according to you, he says, uh, it, it, uh, uh, so, 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 so
Hold on one second. This is a little bit tricky for me as well. Let's go back a second. Vailo dami. So the the Gemara says the the, the mashal. We mentioned the mashal is not the same because hatam in the Mishnah we learned you said yes but mash but afilu. Remember, left the last one that Rabbi Chanan ben Gamli actually uses. Look at Rabbi Chanan in the Mishnah. Chanan ben Gamli said like this: Tzarich levalo mrod sheil malayken yes but mash but afilu beit Kenan lo yinchal. Remember, he said that even in Israel in Kenan they wouldn't get. In other words, according to Rabbi Gamliel, they wouldn't get anything. And now what are you saying? In your mashal, the double value tonight was that they'd get with their brothers something. So that you, you take in two different directions. In the Mishnah you said that the double value tonight telling us they would get nothing. There wasn't a double value tonight. And now you're telling us that they're going to get something. So make up your mind. Is it nothing or something? So he says, the Gemara is like this. Listen, Lokashia. It's not a steer. Why? Ha-mekamed the name Rabbi Meir Chazu. Rabbi Meir said to Rabbi Gamliel, the fact that the Torah didn't just say, let them take hold somewhere. And it specifically said, Rabbi Hananiah ben Gamliel was persuaded. He accepted that vort. That the Torah could have just, if Rabbi Hananiah ben Gamliel was right, the Torah could have just said, full stop. Let them take hold anywhere. Why did it say Dafka Eretz Kna'an? To tell us that they'd always have a right somewhere. Right? But it would be a mute on a mute because they'd now become only partners in the whole of Eretz Kna'an. And now the whole of Eretz Kna'an includes Gilad and Everly Yardane all into a big pool. There'd be a Goral and they'd get their peace somewhere. Not that they wouldn't get anything. And that's what Eretz Kanaan is telling us. Just by the way, this is a very big argument for the Shtei Gudot Leyarden of Beitar. You know, they say that Eretz Yisrael Melechatchile is Shtei Gudot Gadot Leyarden. Because according to this explanation, the moment that Gilad is there, if, if B'nai Gale, B'nai Ruvain aren't getting it on a dedicated basis, it becomes one big pool and that becomes Eretz Kna'an. And now I'm not, I just, just thought about that. It's just interesting. You always wonder from the Torah, where do you see Shtegel Be'arad? This is Mamash Pshat. That the moment that they wanted it, it became part and parcel of the whole big story. And if they hadn't done their job, then there wouldn't be a dedicated area to Ruvain and Gad. It would become, and all the tribes could have had a stake in, in, in that area. It would have been treated like anywhere else. Okay. So he says that that's the difference. There he bought, he accepted Rabbi Gamliel's argument to an extent. Right, and that was the idea of uh, of the mashal. So now we still have this machloket over here. Even though it seems like Rabbi Chaim and Gamliel has partially come around to be Mary's way of thinking, there's still a machloket between them. He's still not 100 percent convinced. That's why he's got this idea of the mashal. Right, the mashal is that uh, that uh, you know what? I don't, I, maybe he's even convinced fully. But the Gemara seems to con- still continue as if there's a machloket. So he says, We've got a pasuk over here when it came with kind and heaven. It says, If you're going to do well, all good. The sins will, will, will hover over you. So why there's a double value here that Hashem spoke to kind as well? Right? And it's, 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 to Rabbi, to Rabbi Meir, it makes sense. Well, it's a double value. A double, because uh, he said, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. So what's Rabbi Chanania? Why does he say, Chanina? Why does he say we need a double, the light double? He says, no, 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 no. Rabbi Chanina, Lameli. Because we might have had a have amina if it didn't just say, if it had just said imtetiv, say it, if you behave well, kai, then you get rewarded. And if you didn't behave well, kai, you wouldn't get rewarded, you wouldn't get punished. No, you'd get punished. That's why we had to have it. 
Right? But again, it could if you if you behaved well, say it, and if not, then you wouldn't get a say it. In other words, he understands always that mitoch hen nishma lo. If you would do well, you get you get rewarded and you'll be looked after. And if you don't do well, then you won't be looked after. But why do you definitely get punished? The Torah came and told Kai, no. Petach, right, the chatat rovet. Okay, that's why we had to have it. Then another kasha, the Gemara says again, what? This week's Parsha, no. In this week's, yes, 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 yes. Sometimes you lose the, don't see the wood for the trees. Very good, Robert's on the ball. Right, this is my question, this week's Parsha, right, in Uh when it came with Eliezer there with Avram and he said to him, make back a shvua, he says, and if you don't bring her back, whatever you don't find a wife, and you cure it. Why well, it said there again, if you do, or good, and if not. So why Rabbi Meir, you understand why he had to do a double and Rabbi Khanina Ben Gamli Alamali, why did he do a double lashon? Right? What was it necessary over there for? Right? Look at Rashi over here. Uh, Lamely, it's the very first wide line right at the end. Lamely, imta and then the second that. If you remember, the Amar Michlal Eloshmin and Hainu the Kniv or Tinakei Merati lefish Hishbio, he made make a net shvua. Im lo el el beita vitelech tachol lech shvua. If you go to my father's house, Michlal Eloshmin and imta lech lo tachol. So Lamely, the first imta lech Tinakei. So why then you have to say to him if you go, then you're okay. If you don't go to my father's house, you're in trouble because you make a shvua, you're going to go there. If you don't go there, you go somewhere else. Then you then you, you have a full shvua. But if you go there, you're okay. Why do you have to double all of that? So it's just, so, so that shall be married. We understand. But according to Rabbi Chaim why? He says, you don't need these double volumes. He says, no, you do. Here again, it's just, why? Sakh, like, would we have thought? Hecha de nichel aledida, v'lo nichel aledidu, mighty baal kor Because he might have thought, you've got to go to my father's place and bring her. Even if she doesn't want to come, bring her against her will. Kamashla, no. If you went there, then you're okay. If she doesn't want to come, she doesn't have to come. If the parents didn't want it, but she wanted it, and here, even the parents didn't want it, and she did want it. Sorry, the first case was where they didn't want it, but she wanted it. Now we're, they're happy, but she doesn't want to go. Again, we might think bring it by force. Don't bring it by force. The girl said, There we go. It says, if you go according to my statutes, all very good. And if not, not. Why again, they're positive and negative? It makes sense. And Rabbi Khanir, why does he have to say it? What's his story all about? Right, look at Rashi. There's no longer Rashi on that. Again, I say my dear, because we would say, if, you, if you're going to go according to my you're going to get a brocha. If you don't, you won't get a brocha. But how do you know you're going to get punished? Right? What about a klala? Kamashra, no, it'll be a klala. Last kasha of the Gemara, Bishlam, Rabbi Meir, Hanu, Diktiv, Im Tovu, Shmatem, Im Tamlu, Miritem, Vichanil, Ben Gamilam, Ischich, Itavu, Tovav, Im Tavu, Tovav, Velor, Akbashra, Nakara. I say my dear over there, Bishlam, Ben Gamilam, Hanami, Gamilam, is always of the opinion that you can live without this double lashon, but the reason why the Torah is telling it to you is because the most we'd understand if you just said it in the positive was that you would get a reward. But you wouldn't necessarily get punished or get cursed or suffer if you didn't do it. And that's what the Torah should tell you, that if you don't do it, what the outcome is going to be. But not because we ever understand, right, the, 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 the idea. So it seems that he still isn't convinced that you have to have a double ashram for a nadir, uh, for a, for a, for a, for a, for a, for a tnai. But we know that at the end of the day, that uh, the aloha here is clearly like a bimeh.